0: We often cover murders, kidnapping, sexual assault, survivor stories, and much more. These stories, in these cases, are often brutal and gut-wrenching, and they bring the horrors of the true world to the forefront. But there are crimes out there that tell a bit of a different tale. Heists and robberies are a category of crime that tend to go down in history as adventurous and mysterious even though it still is crime. The stories behind them bring unmatched amazement even to cinema and Hollywood. Today, we'll be talking about a bank heist that has gone down in history as the robbery of the century. My name's Ben.
1: And I'm Nicole, and you're listening to Wicked and Grim,
0: a true crime podcast. Your audience, listener discretion is advised. Is that a uh, anniversary celebration drink?
1: don't do it as good as you. It's just like, it's just a dead giveaway you when can't, it's to me.
0: You don't pop it.
1: I'm terrible at opening cans.
0: You're just a slow popper.
1: But it kind of is. Last week was freaking awesome.
0: And we're officially past our two-year anniversary. Yeah, so look at us.
1: Like, we're pretty dope. much on three years now.
0: We are, right? Pretty much. We're, we're basically there happy three-year anniversary. <laughs> uh,
1: it was kind of funny. So we did a QA and um, a just answering Instagram store or like on Instagram stories. Yeah. And one of the questions was about like I can't remember how they worded it, but something like how lit is Ben usually. Yeah, how
0: buzzed am I usually recording? <laughs> um surprisingly enough, I I don't have, think I've ever been other than the one drunk episode we did for Patreon.
1: Yeah, drunk, wicked and grim. We're never. But I've actually gotten that question before too. Like people legitimately think that we're like buzz, but this is is just us.
0: Just a straight up alcoholic show going on behind the scenes.
1: (laughs) That is not the case. We just are so pumped to be here.
0: Right? Exactly. We love it Mm -hmm. and just have some drinks, but we never have time to actually, if you're telling the story, there's never any time to actually have drinks. It's like you get a sip or two.
1: Exactly. But I also just thought of an amazing merch idea too, that we should have like cha-chink Wicked and Grim. Or how would you, how would you word that?
0: Cut. It'd be like uh, K-C-H-C-C-K or something like that. I don't know.
1: But yeah, that on a t-shirt with like Wicked and Grim Yeah, just Wicked and Grim. I think that'd be sweet.
0: (laughs) It's not a bad idea. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's hop into patrons though, because we've got a bunch of people to thank for this week.
1: Oh, every week I'm just loving this. Those
0: awesome souls who Mm -hmm. signed up over on Patreon, link in the description by the way, if you're interested, but no pressure. Um, We have Anna Gross- caitlin Seaver, shelby moon helena jennifer don Hultheus, i think good job and moon nice thank you so much for your support and signing up we seriously appreciate that
1: we absolutely do
0: do you want to just jump into this episode today
1: well i'm kind of excited because like no one dies right
0: no one dies and this was a patreon recommended case Yes. So people who just signed up over on Patreon, they could potentially be recommending our another case down the road here soon. This was specifically from Patreon.
1: I'm pumped because it's long overdue.
0: It's a good one we too. We haven't,
1: um, we're, we just been buzz kills lately, I just feel like. Just buzz
0: kills, <laughs> pretty much.
1: So we need something that's a little bit more upbeat here. I'm excited. You should be. because Because
0: it's good. I, did, I didn't check levels. Can you give me a quick check?
1: Check, check. One, two, three. We're doing a live mic
0: check here. Sorry, guys. Just
1: our Patreons usually get that. They do. Our patrons. I always call them Patreons. Our patrons usually get that in our pre-shows. That our patrons
0: do. of Patreon.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. well,
0: they, they get it.
1: Can I just say one thing really quickly?
0: You can. I'm sure.
1: We have two dogs That snuggle together. We do. That needs to be announced to the whole fucking world because that's a dream of mine come true.
0: They were under a single blanket on a single dog bed earlier.
1: And my heart is just like, it doesn't exist anymore. (laughs) It's just like evaporated. I'm just so excited. It was
0: pretty fantastic.
1: Yeah. I just needed to share that.
0: Well, well, thank you for sharing. Because I, for one, did not know that occurred. I was sitting right there and I didn't know and I needed you to tell me.
1: I know. Oh, yeah, because I wasn't talking about it for fucking 10 minutes straight.
0: Definitely not. Um, Nicole will probably post that picture she took in Patreon knowing her.
1: Oh, actually, yeah. Good idea. I'm going to do that after this. There
0: we go. Okay. Speaking of after this, we need to get to this. Let's You ready do it. for it? Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to start off painting a little bit of a different picture here before we get into our actual case. Do it. Okay. So we're starting off with the Romalio bank heist. It was a robbery in Argentina oh. that went wrong, ended up in a shootout between the robbers and the police, a shootout that left one robber and two civilians dead.
1: Oh, I thought you said no one died.
0: Not in the case recovering. I'm doing a pre-setup with a different case. Communist. Oh shit. Okay. There it's we all go. good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the heist was unsuccessful, but it did represent something the public's growing dislike and distrust towards the banks in Argentina. Mm. Now, considering there were casualties and a shootout, the response from the police regarding the situation had been, well, quite brutal. In fact, effective, mind you, but brutal. Though they were successful in stopping the robbery, it left that dark mark on law enforcement's reputation, but it wasn't enough to stop a dreamer from dreaming up the perfect plan. Okay. Okay. It would be January 13th, 2006, when this dreamer put his plan into action.
1: Okay, this is not that long ago.
0: No, it's not. Wow. It was another bank heist that was inspired by the one I just talked about. But this time it would end, it would not end in a shootout. This time they would be successful. And this time they would get away without being caught. Wow. At least that was his plan. Okay. So... That's kind of actually exactly what happened. The police got a call regarding a bank robbery at Banco Rio, a bank located in a very wealthy neighborhood, at 12.38 p.m. The police were ready to take down the robbers like last time, though they planned on being a little less aggressive this time due to the public backlash since the last one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Four robbers were in the bank with 23 hostages.
1: Wow. Wow. That's a lot of of lives on the line there. It is. I already have a really quick question. My apologies. What's up? They were mad at the police because there was two civilians that got killed. That's kind of was the the problem.
0: Yeah. Because of the aggression of the police, right?
1: Okay. Okay. Just wanted to make sure I understood. Yeah.
0: Because of the, the force used behind stopping the robbery.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: So the four robbers were in the bank. They secured the entire building. The police surrounded it. And covered its only two exits, the front and the back door, along with many windows, of course, as well.
1: So how could they get out, really?
0: Well, they had over a hundred officers
1: on the perimeter
0: of this fucking building.
1: Shit! Is that what happens if something else went down in that city? They're fucked.
0: Well, very much so. There'll
1: be every police,
0: and they even had snipers on buildings surrounding as backup. They made business They did. They were not wanting to use force, but they were very well prepared to. Mm -hmm. So through communications, the officers were going back and forth, negotiating with the robbers inside the bank. One of the robbers who was using a code name, Walter, which I just got to say, he could have used many cooler code names. Fucking code name Hawk. I don't know. Black Raven. Some cool shit. I'm not sure. But Walter.
1: Hey, my mind went to Walter White and I was like, Yeah. Yeah, That's but, a good name.
0: I don't know. I would have done something cool. I don't know. Soaring Eagle.
1: Wow, poor Walters.
0: I don't know. That's he, a he, cool
1: name. He,
0: he could have picked something better. It's <laughs> he just could have. It's a generic name. You know what I mean?
1: No, I get it. I get it.
0: Call me, call me Toy Soldier. I don't fucking know. Just something exciting. <laughs> Anyways, Walter was talking with the cops and they agreed to let three of the hostages go. Starting with a bank security guard and then a young man followed by a young woman. Everything was going well. The cops were happy that they were managing to start convincing them to let hostages go, and they were being released little by little. And even the robbers seemed to be in good spirits, oddly enough.
1: I'm very interested that a security guard was one of the first to go out. Why is that? Well, I don't know. I almost feel like that person needs to stay in there and try to protect shit. Who's he
0: going to protect?
1: I guess. I don't know. That just surprised me. Like, I would just feel like the random customers would be going out first. I
0: I don't know exactly how the um, negotiations occurred that way. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah. But, yeah, everyone was in good spirits for it. I'm sure the security guard was quite in good spirits, too, getting let out of the building. Mm -hmm. But everyone was kind of, like, happy, it seemed. Even the robbers, even though they were surrounded by over a hundred police officers outside, even to the point that they actually sang happy birthday to one of the hostages (laughs) when they found out it was their birthday inside. Seriously? Seriously. Okay. This is odd. Yeah. They're like, oh, it's your birthday. Fucking happy birthday, bud. Order
1: them a goddamn cake in the the same sentence? No,
0: not cake, but about 3.30, Walter got the police to order pizza for all the hostages in the bank as they were all getting hungry.
1: Oh, shit. I was just making that pizza thing up. No. no they, or sorry, the cake thing, but they actually ordered them food.
0: Yeah. I believe they ordered 30 pizzas.
1: So they're having a pizza party.
0: Pretty much. And to which the police complied. But not long after that <laughs> pizza order, pizza was order went through, though, things changed. Okay. The robbers fell silent and no longer were communicating with officers outside. Uh-oh. It would be 7 p.m. by the time that police made their push into the bank to find the hostages after a couple hours of radio silence. It was 3.30, so two and a half hours of nothing from these robbers inside. Mm -hmm. No communication, no negotiations. They tried phoning them repeatedly, nothing.
1: Just dead air.
0: Exactly. So they decided we got to make a push. We got to do something. We got to go in. So they did. They pushed into the bank, made their way in. And found the hostages and the robbers were nowhere to be found.
1: That's a long time though. I just have to say to it. be waiting here and who knows if people were getting hurt and shit.
0: Well, you have like 20 people's lives on the line here. There's no gunshots, no nothing being heard.
1: Still, you can die in other ways. That's true. Okay. But the, so all the hostages are there. No robbers.
0: Correct. And you also have to remember the police are trying to walk on thin ice here because they're not wanting to have that public backlash and put people's lives in danger. So making a push inside could put people's lives in danger.
1: They are in a tricky position for sure.
0: So they went inside, they looked around, they couldn't find anyone. They just disappeared along with the contents of 143 safety deposit boxes from the bank's basement. Oh. 143 out of a total of 400 safety deposit boxes were broken into and the contents stolen.
1: Yikes. I would imagine those would be hard to get into.
0: Yeah. And they are like, bank they, security safety deposit boxes. Well,
1: yeah. And people store some probably pretty valuables in there. I don't even know if that was, still exists to this day, do they? Oh, they do. Well, okay. 100%. Yeah. I remember my parents having one, but like. I, I've never thought to have one of my own. Maybe I don't have anything to store in there that's valuable. <laughs>
0: well, we'll we'll get into that a little bit on why they went for the safety deposit box. Okay. So there was no sign on how they left. The building was surrounded. Police were perplexed and they're like, how did they get out? And once it was released that they didn't know where these guys went, this became known as the robbery of the century.
1: Wow. It's like they just disappeared.
0: Yeah. And before anyone's thinking, no, they were not hiding amongst the hostages. Police did check.
1: I would never even thought of that.
0: That was my first thought when I was researching.
1: Holy, that would be smart. I mean, someone would would give it away for Mm -hmm. sure. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Eventually, though, they would discover how the robbers exited the building and got away. They would discover, in fact, how everything played out and how these robbers almost got away with the perfect crime. Let's rewind the clock a bit. Let's go back to our dreamer who was inspired by the previous bank robbery. That dreamer was Fernando. I'm going to butcher his last name. I'm going to try Arajo.
1: Fernando.
0: Fernando. I like that name. He watched televised recordings of that old bank that he was inspired by. The bank robbery, sorry. Mm -hmm. The Romaglio Bank heist. And his mind took off. What he really wanted to know was if there was a way to pull off a bank heist successfully. And he knew just the person who'd potentially be able to help answer that question because the previous one was not successful, ended in a shootout, robbers got caught. Yeah. So his friend, Sebastian Garcia Bolster, was the one who he thought would be able to help him answer this question.
1: And why is that?
0: Well, Fernando and Sebastian first of all, they've been friends for a long time, since high school in fact. So Fernando knew that he could just ask Sebastian pretty much just about anything. Wow. One day, when the two men were spending some time together in what I imagine would be akin to an Ocean's 11 montage, <laughs> Fernando ran the idea by Sebastian and waited to see if it'd stick. And he said, "Quote, I would be crazy. It would be crazy to rob a bank, but not leave." to disappear through a hole. That's what he said. But Sebastian didn't take the idea seriously. He just kind of laughed and agreed. Fernando had a reputation of being a dreamer. He'd always been a dreamer and Sebastian thought that Fernando was just dreaming again, or maybe he just was lost in another weed induced tangent, which was normal for Fernando because he had always been a bit of a free-flowing weed-smoking creative thinker basically Hmm. and recently his ideas had been getting wilder and wilder see fernando was going through a breakup and sebastian thought you know that was his latest idea robbing a bank and it was just something that fernando was using to focus on while working through his feelings which i mean is very very much so understandable I mean, how many of us after watching, you said Walter, so after watching Breaking Bad, we're like, I should start a meth lab and sell meth.
1: Oh, you 100% were. And I i actually thought you were freaking serious because you're like, yeah, let's just do it for a few months. And I'm like, that's not how it works. <laughs> like you don't just fucking do it for a few months. I'm
0: aware. Trust me. Walter White taught me that.
1: Okay. Yeah. But I watched that show and I was like, what were they dissolving the bodies in? Oh,
0: some form of acid.
1: And I was like, fuck, we need to start buying just acid randomly just to store.
0: <laughs> we need to stock this shit up.
1: And, I'm, and then you're like, why? And I'm I'm like, I don't know, just in case we ever need it.
0: <laughs> See, and that's exactly that. Our minds just latch on to this creative idea, whether we're serious or not. And we mm-hmm. just kind of go off like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if, hypothetically. Yeah. And that's kind of well, all we thought was happening here.
1: I mean, you make a lot of money. And lots of times people, you know, they have debt or whatever. They want to pay off or they want to buy a vacation home or they want to do this or that. And you're dreaming about making big money. There you go. Yeah. So that's exactly. Everyone dreams about making big money.
0: That's exactly it here. The only thing is, Sebastian thought Fernando was just doing that, dreaming. Mm -hmm. Fernando, on the other hand. Was like,
1: no, I'm serious.
0: Yeah. The truth was much more than, you know, just a wild idea induced by the devil's lettuce.
1: Well, I mean, I think we generally dream about winning the lottery, not necessarily robbing a bank.
0: True. But if you have something to influence it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. Anyways, he was serious, and if Fernando was ever going to start actually pulling this off, he needed Sebastian's help. Now, getting on to why he needed Sebastian's help. To start off, Sebastian was a law-abiding citizen, not really the kind of guy you'd imagine wanting to get involved in a wild bank heist, but Fernando did need him. He knew that he could trust Sebastian for one, to have his back on the job, and he knew that Sebastian had the certain skill sets that he would need. Um and those skill sets were he was a a very good mechanic okay. and perhaps more importantly b he was a fantastic engineer
1: oh, okay i was wondering what kind of skills he had okay yeah yeah those would be ones you'd probably want for this 100%
0: mm-hmm. he spent a lot of time you know Building and repairing things like engines, motorcycles, jet skis, coming up with designs for apparently a homemade helicopter even. Wow. Yeah.
1: That's actually really impressive.
0: No kidding. I can barely figure out how helicopters fly, let alone designing one. So Yeah. No kidding. Um, Fernando persisted on Sebastian, even though he had this rejection. Fernando, in fact, doubled down using the fact that he couldn't get his best friend to join him on the heist as a main reason why he needed to perfect his plan, to go back to the drawing board, make sure he had a good plan before he approached Sebastian again.
1: Wow, he's really not giving up here.
0: He's not. He learned anything and everything he could about previous bank heists from any source he could, even fictional ones.
1: Wow.
0: He watched every movie, documentary, TV show, news interviews. He stayed up for nights on end, listening to classical music, apparently all along the way to help keep his focus until he had the perfect plan.
1: Did he have a job? I
0: didn't find that. This actually. is like
1: his job, but I'm also going to have to try that. So he listened to classical music to kind of stay on track here. Yeah. Yeah. Because I sometimes I'm like, why am I not working? Like, I'm just all over the place. Maybe I should try that.
0: Well, I mean, a lot of people do focus differently, right? I know yeah. for me, I put on music lots when I'm trying to focus. Like the, the lo-fi chill hop and shit on YouTube. Fucking love that.
1: That's your classical music.
0: Well, not necessarily because I do listen to cl- classical music sometimes too. Like hmm. Frank Sinatra.
1: Yeah. Ring me.
0: No, I've just lost the lyrics. Fly, there we go. Fly me to the, m- I just, <laughs> I listen to Frank Sinatra, but I don't know the lyrics for shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. Anyways, we all have different things that make mm-hmm. us focused for him. Classical music. Maybe yeah. you should try it.
1: I know. Well, I'm like, I don't have anything. I got to figure it out. that out apparently. We,
0: we have yeah. drinking.
1: That only lasts so long and then you're just like not okay.
0: <laughs> and then you're no longer focused <laughs> yeah, at all. At all. <laughs> um, so anyways. Fernando went back to his friend, Sebastian. He laid his cards all out in the, on the table and explained that he needed Sebastian to be on board so that they could handle this technology side. And with the two of them, they could pull it off. This time things went a bit different. Sebastian was listening.
1: Oh my gosh. Cause he's like, okay, my crazy friend serious here.
0: Yep. Now both of these individuals and their families had a, They were pretty well off when they were growing up, giving the pair of them a good middle-upper-class childhood. But the more recent year, Sebastian's family specifically had started to endure economical pressures. It wasn't their fault, mind you. I mean, not really. They, like many Argentinian families, had put their money in the bank. But crashes and corruption had led many banks to closing and many families were left without their savings.
1: Dang. Dang. Yeah. Which, yeah, that's hard. So he probably felt like he was owed kind of some money back, right? Exactly. Yeah.
0: So this was a hard time. Yeah. It was a depression. Uh, Argentina was... massive depression with their currency uh and the peso at the time it was about as reliable as a logan paul nft pretty much
1: oh freaking yeah. yeah you went there right eh? i did yeah
0: i'm sorry yeah. i'm really proud of that joke
1: that's a good it's a gooder if it's, you
0: know you know if not it it's funny just trust me on that
1: just google it or should uh, you even google it just don't even Ugh.
0: it's a whole other rabbit hole a youtuber who's Going to court and getting sued is, is in sued.
1: some big trouble. Yeah, big trouble. He pump,
0: pump, and dumped an NFT, basically.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Anyways, we I'm digress. not a fan of him. No, not many people are. Only twelve year old kids, I think. <laughs> Anyways, we digress. Sebastian's father and grandfather were two of those people who were left financially high and dry from these banks. That's what I'm basically trying to get at and say. So when Fernando laid out his p- plans, his well thought out plans, I should say, to Sebastian the second time around. He saw a chance to get even to those institutions who hurt his family. Just like you say, he felt like he was owed this money. So Sebastian was in, but he had a condition. Under no circumstances would the heist include guns or any other kind of violence. And then Fernando would have his engineer on board. Hmm. So he agreed.
1: Okay. Can I, I'm just like, do you have a friend that you would just be able to be like, let's rob a bank, dude?
0: Probably you. (laughs)
1: actually yeah yeah if you were this detailed and had this thought of a plan i I might i might actually be into it which i should probably not admit on here we're not criminals
0: we're definitely not (laughs) but if someone else starts doing a podcast episode on the podcast host who robbed a bank you know what happened (laughs) oh my gosh um so anyways they agreed plans were starting to get followed And they wouldn't be needing guns anyways. They didn't plan on relying on violence.
1: Okay. I like that.
0: He told Sebastian that he wanted to dig a tunnel into the bank. That way they could sneak in, steal the money and use the tunnel to get back out without getting caught or in a gunfight or anything.
1: Okay. Wow.
0: So there was even a long system of storm drain tunnels that they decided they were going to rely on and could use that would lead pretty much right under the bank. And then they could dig from that storm drain tunnel Into the bank. So it would only be a short distance.
1: Wow. Okay. That's amazing.
0: Yeah. There was one glaring problem at this time though. The bank's alarms. How would they do this without setting off crazy alarms? And then, you know, the bank's being like, oh, people are inside and this is exactly where they are. People and police rush in, right? Mm -hmm. That was a big problem. So they decided to go on an outside of the box answer, but one that's also so obvious at the same time. They were going to pull off the heist during the day when the bank was open and the alarm systems were not activated.
1: Okay. So those alarm systems are mostly only activated when they're closed. Correct. And no one's there.
0: Think like the laser beams shooting around and shit, right?
1: Wow. They got security
0: cameras and stuff, sure, but they're not going to have it inside a vault, per se, where they're digging.
1: Huh. Okay. I like this. This is really thinking outside the box. This guy spent a lot of time on this. Oh,
0: they did. They very much so did. So they, that was one part of the puzzle solved, but it did also raise a few problems. If they dug a tunnel into the bank in the middle of the day, then eventually someone, one of the bank workers would bound to notice someone digging into the fucking bank and Mm -hmm. they would physically raise an alarm. Right, Right. Exactly. But Fernando had a plan for that too. And this is where... The true genius of the plan takes place. They would pull off not one, but two bank heists simultaneously in the same bank. Okay. Do tell. (laughs) One upstairs on the bank's main floor and the second in the basement below. Okay. And
1: in the basement below, people wouldn't notice.
0: That's what they're after, yes. Okay. Okay. So after all these problems that Argentinians had going through the banks, most people had taken their money out and exchanged it for other kinds of valuables that they'd trade for things like gold, jewelry. And they put them where?
1: In their fucking safety deposit box. In
0: the safety deposit boxes, which were stored. In
1: the basement. In
0: the fucking
1: basement. Oh, shit. But this is kind of sad, though, because, like, these people are, well, I don't know. They were already kind of struggling or feeling the the depression, you said, right? Or of sorts. And and now all their valuables are up.
0: Yes, but no. The bank they chose, as I mentioned, but I didn't. Talk a lot about it. I mentioned this bank is in a very wealthy neighborhood.
1: Okay. You did mention that actually at the beginning. Yeah.
0: Yes. So they were pretty sure that most of these people were very well off. In fact, like it's surrounded by like golf courses and shit. Like it's very wealthy neighborhood, very wealthy bank. So they weren't too concerned. Almost kind of like a Robin Hood stealing from the rich, except they're not giving it to the poor. They're just giving it to themselves.
1: Okay. So they kind of chose this. This bank for a few reasons then because they knew there'd be a lot of stuff in there that they could take, but then it wouldn't also be affecting these people's lives too much.
0: Exactly. okay. Yeah. So the plan was while Sebastian was tunneling into the banks, into the basement and breaking into safety deposit boxes, Fernando would stage the distraction heist. Upstairs, pretending to want to steal the cash and the actual Mm -hmm. money from the bank, keeping the employees stationary so they won't discover what's going on in the basement. And the authorities busy giving Sebastian enough time to actually steal from the safety deposit boxes below.
1: Is there only literally two people involved in this? So far. Okay. Because that's shocking to me, if that's the case.
0: (laughs) No, so far, we, okay. we we get more people here. I'm just getting into that. So okay, okay. you're on the right track here. So Sebastian got to work planning the whole tunnel thing. He'd drive down to the tunnel entrance near the coast and under the cover of darkness, he would sneak into the drain and head Ooh. off towards the targeted bank in Buenos Aires. And almost a 30 minute walk later through a dark, wet drainage system, he would find his location.
1: That's terrifying in itself. Isn't it? Ugh, like you'd never catch me doing that.
0: And then from there, Fernando got to work on his side of the plants. He knew that if he was supposed to pull off a convincing cover heist, then he'd have to make it look real. Cueing another Ocean's Eleven montage scene, he went to two seasoned bank robbers, a man everyone called Doc, and his close associate Ruby Ruben Alberto Della Torre, otherwise known as Beto. Okay. So Doc and Beto had been part of a wild and famous bank robbery scheme stuff in their past as it is already. Uh, they were a band of robbers who pulled off heist after heist during the eighties and nineties. Most of them quite violent, mind you. But when Fernando went to them with his plan and with Sebastian's condition that there would be no violence this time around, the pair of them agreed. Everyone knew that if they managed to pull this off, They'd walk away with potentially millions of dollars each. So Doc and Beto were just happy to go along with whatever Fernando needed them to do.
1: Well, yeah. And I imagine asking them would be a very easy yes of getting their cooperation with this.
0: Pretty much. Some old school bank robbers wanting to get back into it maybe. Yeah. It'd be like, twist my rubber arm. Go for it. Holy
1: heck. I cannot believe these people. Like just the thought they put into this is unbelievable.
0: Oh, yeah. It's wild. It's huh. thoroughly thought through.
1: And I also have to say, well done with the pronunciation here. Thank you. You're killing it.
0: Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> like, I'm that.
1: actually just like really impressed with I, you. That
0: means a lot. Thank you. <laughs> um. So that was one team sorted. And Sebastian was, was working on the tunnel. It looked like all the rest of the crew, all they had to do was just wait. But that took time. And it also took money. Mm. Money they didn't really have. Okay. Robbing a bank apparently isn't cheap in itself. So Fernando sold his car, poured everything he had wow. into keeping the operation afloat. But they would quickly run out of funds.
1: Holy, that's shocking. They're really invested in this.
0: Literally invested, yes.
1: Huh. Okay, that's interesting to me that he'd like sell all the shit. Wow. Yep. Yeah.
0: So they knew that they needed to get more money and they needed to get it from somewhere if they were going to keep at it. He also knew that he couldn't exactly go to the bank to get a loan <laughs> to rob a bank for their money. <laughs> it's kind of a conundrum in itself, there. A little bit of an oxymoron. Um, so he went to the next best thing Louis Mario Vitetti Cielis. I butchered the last name. You jinxed Shit, me.
1: Shit, I did. That's all my fault.
0: Selenus. So Louis Mario Vitetti Salanus. There we go.
1: There you go. You got it out.
0: Louis. Louis was another old acquaintance of Doc and another renowned thief himself
1: and he had some money
0: well in the 1990s and 2000s Louis would scale apartment buildings Mission Impossible style sliding down ropes and breaking into places and stealing thousands of dollars worth of possessions only to spend his earnings I mean just as quickly on drugs and alcohol but he had also been caught and arrested but with all these skills and things he stole and basically a career of it, he did have a small fortune stuffed away still.
1: Really? Yes.
0: And he made a comfortable life when he was eventually released from prison. Huh. Okay. So for the most part, he had retired from the life of crime. But when Doc put Fernando and Louis together in the same room. He wasn't
1: retired anymore.
0: (laughs) Yeah. He decided he was ready to come out of retirement.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That, just the describe, description of him gave me like bedroom strangler vibes, but uh, <laughs> without the strangulation, which is good.
0: Fair enough. The, the whole creeping into apartments and yeah, stuff. Yeah,
1: scaling buildings, you know, love yeah. that.
0: Well, Louis may not have been the bedroom strangler, but he did become their investor and the source of their funds for the operation. Okay. So the first thing Fernando did when he got this investor involved and he had some money in hand was immediately... He went to another branch of Banco Rio, the same chain of bank that they were planning on targeting. And this is where even more genius comes in. This is where he rented out a safety deposit box.
1: <laughs> oh, seriously.
0: Yep. But the truth was he was more interested in the box itself than storing yeah,
1: anything in it. Yeah, exactly.
0: Because he used his time in the bank's basement to learn what he could about the safety deposit boxes themselves. And then he went online or wherever it was he found the source, Uh but he bought the same make and same model of boxes from the fucking manufacturer to bring home and study how he can crack them.
1: Okay, that's like a kind of genius.
0: This is like a real life Ocean's Eleven. It
1: actually really seems like, there's a lot of things we're just bouncing off comparisons in this. Wow. But it does seem like that. It really does. Mm
0: -hmm. So he then gave- those boxes to the engineer, Sebastian Mm -hmm. and Sebastian designed a jackhammer like tool after finding out the best way to access them to break into these boxes. And the jackhammer kind of could be easily dismantled, dismembered or whatever you want to say, disassembled, maybe dismembered isn't the best way to say it (laughs) disassembled (laughs) Uh, for easy transportation through the tunnels um, to bring into the bank. Okay. So with the tunnel built, the tool ready and their escape plan set. The crew met up to pull off the bank heist of the century.
1: Oh my goodness. Okay. I'm freaking pumped to see how these fucking pieces are coming together here.
0: Okay. Well, Sebastian. Wow. Do you hear my voice crack there? Yeah. You hear know that?
1: <clears throat> Quite a bit. We should put all those together. We'll be like, Holy
0: Sebastian shit. went for <laughs>
1: what's wrong with Ben
0: <laughs> puberty
1: at 35. <laughs> 34.
0: Yeah, I'm 35 in In a a couple months. A month. Close enough. Anyways, we digress. Sebastian went first, leaving early in the morning to head out to the mouth of the storm drain, where he would walk to the end of the tunnel and wait.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay.
0: The rest of the crew stole two cars and drove them to the bank. There, Fernando set up one of them to look like the getaway vehicle. And the others drove a van into the garage under the bank and blocked the entrance. Fernando, dressed in a disguise, only just about made it into the bank before the rest of the crew pulled out toy guns and told everyone inside that a robbery was happening.
1: Oh, my gosh. Okay, toy guns. I like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. None of the employees seemed to notice that the guns were even fake, um, as everyone hit the floor and did whatever Fernando's mm. crew asked them to do.
1: Oh, yeah. Like toy or not, you'd <clears throat> still be frigging scared shitless. Oh,
0: for sure. So Fernando and Louie were in charge of the police and biding time for the robbery to occur in the basement. Beto and an additional crew member that the crew had hired closer to the day of were in ch- charge of keeping the hostages under control, while Doc headed downstairs where he chipped away at the last few remaining centimeters of cement in the wall between the bank and the tunnel to get Sebastian inside.
1: Wow. Okay.
0: Once the tunnel was complete, the two of them got to work and assembled the makeshift jackhammer and emptied the deposit boxes one after the other.
1: Huh. Okay, this is, uh, this is like quite the operation here.
0: Oh yeah, it is. And while this is occurring, that's when Louis stepped up into his role that would go down in infamy as Walter.
1: Oh, okay. Walter. It's Walter. Lou- okay. I thought it was going to be Fernando that was wa- uh, Walter.
0: No, it was Louis. Okay. So Walter or Louis and the officers negotiated back and forth. And eventually we get to the part where, you know, they asked the officers to send in the pizzas because the hostages were hungry. <laughs> yeah.
1: Did they get to pick what kind of fucking toppings they wanted, too? This is wild. I
0: uh, Maybe. I don't know.
1: Pineapple is good on pizza. I'm just saying.
0: Uh, we are Canadian. So, yeah. Fun fact. Hawaiian is a Canadian pizza. You oh, know I,
1: you know what? I didn't even know that. Yeah,
0: it's a Canadian invention.
1: I just know a lot of people think that it's you're either yay to pineapple or nay to pineapple on pizza.
0: I'm an or. It's not my favorite, but it's not bad. Oh,
1: I'm obsessed. It's so good.
0: It's good, but it's like, eh, there's better.
1: Eh, it's pretty good
0: One topping that goes so good on pizza though Feta cheese Oh my god If you get it, Okay Fun tip for anybody A
1: cheese pizza with extra cheese And feta cheese Oh my god We'll bring you to the shitter Yeah it, About an hour or two later
0: But it's worth it <laughs> It's so fucking worth it
1: So much It's so much cheese
0: But it's worth it I don't do it very often But when I do <laughs> Anyways Uh, where were we here? Yes. So they called for the pizzas because the hostages were hungry. So the police listened, but this request was more than just what it looked like on the surface. It wasn't just a call for pizzas because they're being nice to the hostages. This was a signal to the rest of the crew.
1: Oh, okay.
0: So once Walter or Louie had asked for the pizzas, everyone knew that it was now time to make their escape. It was time to get out.
1: That like the safety deposit boxes were empty and they're ready to roll.
0: Well, I believe they gave themselves two hours in there to do their job. They were not staying any longer. They had a time limit. Once that time was hit, he's going to ask for the pizzas and now let's get out no matter how far we've gotten.
1: Okay. Like that's probably good.
0: Oh yeah. Otherwise your greed will take over, which Mm -hmm. will eventually get them caught.
1: Absolutely.
0: So they asked for the pizzas and everyone knew it was time. So they made their way to the basement met up and they began packing out the valuables that Sebastian and Doc had broken out of the boxes and they began feeding them through the tunnels. Sebastian had brought two inflatable Zodiac style boats with him and the crew filled them both before climbing through the tunnels themselves.
1: Wow. Now,
0: I did also see a report that they uh, knew that these Zodiac boats would be weighed down a lot with mm-hmm. the possessions inside mm-hmm. and there's not a lot of water in these tunnels, right? So they're probably going to end up bottoming out with the weight. So I believe they ended up doing some sort of damming or something. They put some boards up and dammed it to actually raise the water level.
1: Are you serious? Yeah. They literally thought of everything. Fucking
0: rights they did.
1: Wow. My mind is blown.
0: Yeah. So began moving this stuff out on these inflatable Zodiac boats. Wow. Fernando and Doc stayed behind. And the reason they stayed behind, they didn't stay behind very long, but they stayed behind long enough to begin spraying the room with bleach to eliminate their DNA. And they also began tossing hair clippings that they had gotten from local barber shops all over the place to cover any hair they may have left behind.
1: What? Yeah. Really?
0: Yep. So that basically rules any piece of hair they ever find useless.
1: That's some smart shit right there.
0: And then they followed suit. They went through the tunnels. Huh. Yep.
1: Wow. They're, I just can't believe how like the much they're just using their noggins here.
0: But before they fully left the room as they're leaving in the tunnel. Oh, there's more. They maneuvered a shelving unit to cover the tunnel hole behind them.
1: Huh. Okay. Yep. Wow.
0: And then they disappeared.
1: And then they got uh, like tons more hours because the police didn't do it, didn't come in or anything. Exactly. Huh. Okay. Yep. Yeah.
0: So they sailed down these freaking drainage tunnels to a manhole several miles away from the bank. They used a lift that Sebastian had built to help them haul the bags and valuables out of the rafts. Then they let the rafts just drift away and they climbed into the real getaway van they had parked and off to safety.
1: <laughs> wow.
0: So it took the police, you know, a couple hours to go into the bank. And find that the hostages were not inside. In fact, by the time they did go inside the bank, every one of the robbers were already safe and sound watching the news coverage unfold on TV.
1: Okay, the hostages were inside, but the robbers weren't.
0: Or sorry. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They only found the hostages inside. Yeah. Um, But. The robbers were gone.
1: Literally just at home watching this play out. Yes. With probably with pizza for God's sakes and beer.
0: Yes. I actually, I did see reports that they were eating pizza. I don't know if that was true or not, but.
1: Well, I mean, I want pizza now, so I don't blame (laughs) them.
0: (laughs) Um, So yeah, they're just watching, like by the time they're home, they're watching the, the police starting to enter the bank.
1: And probably counting how much money they made.
0: Well, they they don't have cash. It's Well, all like the valuables,
1: valuables like the yeah. gold, the jewels, the whatever.
0: Exactly. And uh, fun fact, by the way, it was estimated to be approximately worth 20 million US dollars.
1: Holy. In valuables. Okay. I was very curious. That is a lot of money.
0: Yeah. And but that's then, 2006, by the way.
1: I too. mean, like, how are they going to get rid of all this stuff, though? That's.
0: Well, eventually they start selling it off, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess you're not getting that chunk of cheese just off the map Yep.
0: and there's no way to track these things it's not like there's serial numbers or anything on you know a a gold watch or some diamonds or you know silver coins who fucking knows what Mm
1: -hmm. yeah
0: so anyways in the following days sebastian took all the credit cards they had found in the boxes this just shows more genius i love this part well they weren't going to use those a you know the cash value behind it who knew The economy, right? And their pay know the value of it. Yeah. Also, it's going to track right to them real fucking quick. Mm -hmm. So he decided he was going to dump them. He went driving around and left them around town sending police on a wild goose chase. Because anyone would be arrested who was found using one of these stolen cards. You know, they are just like, oh, this person picked up a stolen fucking credit card, right? Oh, la-di-da. You know, I'm in a poor neighborhood, you know, recession. I need some money. Here's a free credit card. I'm going to buy some stuff.
1: Wow.
0: Now the police are like, oh, we know that card's stolen. We're tracking you down. You must be a part of the robbery. Exactly. Sending them on
1: wild fucking
0: goose chases. Holy. Because they spread all these cards across the city. Huh. So now good luck tracking real and Yeah, that's
1: slightly genius right there.
0: It was quite literally the perfect crime.
1: Yeah, no kidding.
0: Or at least almost.
1: Because I'm like, what did they do wrong here? Like, how did they... I'm assuming they got caught here, so.
0: Oh yeah, we wouldn't know all these details, exactly, right? Exactly, yeah. Um, so yeah, that someone who's talked or got caught, or however you want to put it, would be the old veteran Beto. The story goes that Beto often cheated on his wife. But only five weeks after the heist, she had enough. She had enough of his cheating ass. He had cheated on her again. And she knew that he had been part of the now infamous Banco Rio heist. Wow. So she turned him in. She called the police. She gave them information that her husband was involved in this and the details she knew. And he was arrested.
1: I honestly can't even blame her. Yeah. I can't blame her at all. I mean, yes and no. I mean, she might have been reaping some benefits though from that, that.
0: That's what I mean. The no part, right? Yeah. So it's, it's not a, uh, like I know she's, if you have a conscience, clearly you want to be telling like, Hey, someone robbed a fucking bank and stole $20 million. Yeah. Um, clearly she's kind of involved in it cause she is reaping those benefits. Mm-hmm. So now it's like a, Hey, I'm going to turn you in, but she's also not getting the benefits now. So it's like, we already know you're kind of bad cause you didn't talk out to begin with. Maybe you should just cut your losses and be like, hey, give me five million or whatever. I don't know. And I'll walk away.
1: And then you can go and be with whoever the hell you want. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: there's, I see what you're saying. Yeah, she should have turned him in, but I also see, yeah, shouldn't have turned him in. It's, it's a complicated, I can go off for hours in that probably.
1: So did she know the names of the others that were involved too then, or just that it was, that he was involved?
0: I'll touch on that here in one sec. Okay. Okay. Uh, so Beto. When he was arrested, he did not give up the other members of the crew. Okay. Um, But now with him behind bars, it didn't take long for investigators to begin tracking the trail. And well, if he's involved, then he's involved, then so on. And like, you know, tracking this and actually finding out who these other associates would be. So Fernando, Sebastian, and Louis were arrested. Um, Beto's wife was then able to confirm their identities because she did see them prepping the getaway van in their garage only a few days before the robbery.
1: Oh, wow. So she's still just like willingly helping here.
0: Yeah. Um, She, however, did not see Doc in the garage. So he managed to get away, but the same couldn't be said for the rest of the crew. Walter, the negotiator, otherwise known as Louis, Mm -hmm. managed to take advantage of a loophole. See, he was from Uruguay. And an Argentinian law allowed for non-nationals to serve only half of their sentence under the conditions that they left Argentina when they were released from prison. And so, Louis agreed to do so.
1: Yeah, that's smart.
0: Yep. He later moved to San Juan del Mayo, where he married, started a family, and apparently opened a jewelry shop. (laughs) Yeah. So fun fact that, that you,
1: you only hope karma's on a bitch and it doesn't get robbed.
0: Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, Fernando, the mastermind behind it all served his sentence and then put his creative, uh, creativity, I should say to good use yet again, he's written books and movie scripts and even starred in a few acting roles. Most of them having to do with the infamous Banco Rio heist and his part in it, which I don't know if he was involved in this movie, but there is a movie, um, it was 2020 it came out. Uh, there's a movie based on this.
1: Really? Okay. Yeah. I want to watch that. It's probably a good movie. It
0: probably is. What's it called? I'm going to Google it here real quick. Okay. Got it. It is called The Heist of the Century.
1: <laughs> okay. Should have known that
0: one. <laughs> yeah. Who could have guessed, eh? Um, And then there's Sebastian, the genius engineer who rigged a lot of this stuff, right? Sebastian only had to serve 25 months in prison. He was only ever convicted for building, you know, the tunnel and stayed quiet about the exact role he played in the heist until 2019. Oh. Yeah. It was one of those widely known but never confirmed secrets uh, that the heist would have happened, wouldn't have happened without Sebastian. Um, but the public didn't officially know until he came out and announced it in May of 2019 on his own accord.
1: Okay, why the heck did he do that?
0: Because by then, the Statue of Limitations was uh, conveniently over.
1: And he wanted credit for this shit, A probably. Of course. Are you kidding me?
0: Yeah, so. That's
1: actually shocking. I think I would have taken that to the grave.
0: Well, he didn't. He openly confessed after the Statue of Limitations was in fact, uh, conveniently. Hmm. Um, yeah, so he did not have the wow. threat of another conviction hanging over him. And he, he said, yeah, this is my part.
1: I mean, that is kind of, it is a little humorous too, I suppose.
0: Yeah. So final, yeah. So finally he admitted to the Argentinian people that, and the world, basically exactly how he came up with the ingenious contraptions to help make the robbery possible and make sure that he and the rest of the crew would go down in infamy with this heist of the century and that specifically right there is probably why we know so much detail in itself because he came out and told all this sort of stuff
1: oh okay. in 2019 yeah and really that's not that long ago at all like i'm no. surprised i haven't heard any of this it's a
0: wild story
1: had you heard of this
0: not at all thanks so to our how? patrons though i do now
1: how have we not i'm not sure <laughs> Cause but that's means, really not that long ago.
0: No. And I had fun researching this one cause it, I could
1: imagine it was wild. I'm kind of jealous. I kind of wish I was researching this one.
0: We should look into some more heist ones.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean the maple syrup heist is still one of my favorite episodes yeah? ever.
0: That w- it was a fun one.
1: It was so fun. I don't know what episode number that was, but it was freaking fun.
0: Well, and how Canadian can you get? Hey, millions of dollars. Hey,
1: how Canadian can you get a,
0: what did I say? A,
1: I don't know if you said, Hey, oh, or a, but the same thing.
0: Fuck my Canadian show bud. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah that was that's the uh the banco real heist okay well heist i do have a
1: question i don't know if you have the answer to this but like so i'm assuming just all the valuables that got stolen kind of were just returned to people
0: i'm assuming sorts? so i'm not certain how they would have sorted it out but mm-hmm. i'm i'm assuming so there, mm-hmm. there must have been a record of who, what was in whose safety deposit box and value of them and stuff so
1: I know, because, like, you think about, okay, people lost money, like, that had been so stressful, but it's like, shit, this was good. Like, I I feel kind of almost bad thinking this is good, but.
0: (laughs) You almost wanted them to get away with it.
1: Kind of. Like, I was rooting for them, but, I mean, they're criminals, so what's wrong with me? Well,
0: people do kind of akin this story to, like, Robin Hood, steal from the rich sort of thing, right? Yeah. Because, A, they are stealing from. The banks who fucked them over in the first place. Mm-hmm. And B, they are kind of stealing from, I mean, other civilians, but they are very well off civilians are stealing from.
1: Well, and honestly, now I'm thinking about it. The bank, I'm sure, would probably have some sort of insurance that those civilians would still not really be losing much. I'm thinking. But oh, who that's knows? true.
0: That's true. So. Wow, I never thought of that. That's I feel
1: like there would be it would not be the civilians' fault whatsoever. And that the bank would be held liable and they would probably have had insurance of sorts.
0: Holy shit, you just opened up a whole new can. I never even thought of that. Yeah. Yeah. So they were quite literally just stealing from the bank. I mean, yeah, yeah the people were losing their items, but they're getting paid out in lieu of. Wow.
1: I mean, that money has to come from somewhere, though, so I don't know where it exactly comes from, but.
0: Probably the bank, which is the money that they stole from the civilians in the first place.
1: And, like, freaking interest rates are too high. Maybe that shit shit is deserved.
0: Touché. Touché.
1: I don't know. I don't know. This, maybe we just need to stop this so everyone doesn't (laughs) think we're terrible people.
0: Maybe. (laughs) Or maybe we should just go rob a fucking bank. I don't know. No, we're not. Yeah,
1: no, we're not going to
0: do that. No, we're definitely not going to rob a bank. Never. Never will we ever do that. No.
1: We're good people. Are we? Yeah.
0: Okay, we are. We're good I people. actually
1: think I am. I don't know about you now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Honestly, yeah. that was
1: good though. Well done.
0: Yeah, and thank you to our patrons for picking that case. Uh, we asked for a lighthearted case and we got a big long list. And then I took, what was it? The top four. Of those suggestions and I put them in a poll. Mm. And then the top from that, we did a Patreon specific episode. And yeah. the second top is this case.
1: Yeah. They so delivered. Well they do. done.
0: Anytime we ask for a case from our patrons, they, they wholeheartedly deliver. They, they got our actually, They're awesome. yeah. They do actually, yeah. You guys are awesome too. If you're, especially if you're still listening, cause the episode's over and we're just sitting here talking.
1: This is where the, the, the gold comes out the, at this point though. The
0: juice the juice the wicked juice that sounds that sounds
1: disgusting it does never mind shit
0: i'm just gonna stop now
1: no one's listening to the end ever again
0: (laughs) if you are my point was we still appreciate you thank you so much for listening um any sort of support goes a long way whether it's patreon whether you're giving us a review we read all of those by the way whether you're following us on any of the links for our social media down below or you're just listening to the episode that means the absolute world Mm -hmm. so thank you so much we are just kind of you know a a podcast coming out of a tiny home just a couple doing stuff
1: canada if you great white north
0: if you couldn't tell bud
1: um but anyway we did have a few new reviews come in so thank you so much for those that was honestly it makes our day it really
0: does put a smile on her face so thank you
1: totally so uh until uh next week
0: until next week stay wicked